Hi. You guys want some cookies? 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 Welcome to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my bosom buddy, Bubby Castron. Hey, Bob. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Ah! <laughs> That's not an answer. That was a primal scream. Hit myself. Wait. Oh, wait. That's bad. That does not sound good at all. Don't own my own home. Well, neither do I, but we live in LA. It's very expensive here. What are we going to do? Living paycheck to paycheck, homeless all around me. Well, there's that. Yeah, the airport is terrible. <laughs> this is, we, we just had this conversation <laughs> off air, and it's just bleeding into the podcast immediately. I mean, Los Angeles. I LA mean, is, LA is falling apart. You know, I, I've, I fell in love with you, LA. Over the past ten years, but you are—you're like the girlfriend who's you know getting a little sloppy, and, getting sloppy for and, sure. And you're just—you're not trying anymore, and all of a sudden you you're, know, you know you're not shaving do? your legs. You know and, what you're doing? You're living off of who you were. You're just right. kind of like, oh come on, I was the hottest girl in high school, and it's like, babe, you gotta you gotta keep it together. You gotta take care of yourself. You take care of yourself. I mean, Bob and I—we take care of ourselves. Obviously, I mean, take, you know, just take any uh, a gander at us. Yep, and you'll know, but. L.A., our sweet lady, is looking like a big old pig right now. <laughs> big fucking Big messy pig. gash. Oh, messy. Oh, that gash is just a fucking <laughs> smelly death trap. I mean, that beaver is trouble. Oh, no. Oh, for new listeners, that's a callback. We're not that disgusting. Uh, Well, well yeah, but it is yeah. a callback. Uh, I wish you could live uh, up where I live now. Where bear attack happened where on, there was, on the rag. There was a bear attack yesterday. A bear attacked a uh, dog, and then the owner tried to get the bear to go away. So the owner was kicking the bear and the bear right, attacked the owner. Now continue your cell of this is the place where I should move my family. Here's what's amazing about where I live. <laughs> the Facebook page, everybody's on the bear's side. Everybody's mad at the guy. for. Come on. Yeah. So it's all like team bear. So that's where I live now. Did the dog die? No, everybody's fine. Right. Except for the bear. The bear's fucking dead now. They killed the bear? They're going to, which is why everybody on our oh. Facebook page is very upset. How many bears you got up there? Thousands, right? A lot of bears. Yeah, take out the bear. <laughs> On the podcast that I do that people listen to, um, we did one quick news item about... You're still bragging about a podcast? You're still bragging that you do a podcast? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm bragging. I'm just stating facts. All right. Uh, In Australia, they had a a, a cat infestation, like the the whole... Oh, I heard about this. ...country, continent was overrun by cats, so they were... (laughs) I think I... Either dropping poison from the sky or sniping them. I can't remember the exact <laughs> details anymore, but uh, just mentioning that led to an avalanche of negative um, iTunes reviews for the Around the NFL podcast and people saying they we lost them as listeners because Why? we were, I guess, a little bit pro, pro get rid of the cats, pro cat genocide. I mean, and which is not unfair because if there was a, a dog infestation well, of some kind, I'd be like, let's way put them in a pen. Way Let's different. feed them, find a way to make it work. The cats, like, snipe them. Yeah, dogs. Get, get the choppers out and start sniping. Dogs don't suck. I mean, that's the big difference between the two. We're, I mean, we don't have enough listeners, Bob, to be taking shots at cats. You know what? So if you're a cat person, go fuck yourself. Get out uh, of well, here. Well, okay. Well, he's, he's <laughs> let's see what happens. Uh, speaking of which, Bob, you want to check out uh, uh, some, before we get to Franz Ferdinand, uh, one of the, uh, the self-titled debut album from 2004, one of the biggest alternative rock albums of that decade. So we're going to dive into that. 
Uh, you want to check in on some iTunes reviews of the Throwback Podcast? We should, because we're on iTunes. That's where you're probably listening to this podcast right now. And listening to the Spotify playlist. Of course. And if um, you are listening on iTunes, you should leave us a review, because we do look at them, and we'd love more of them. I mean, Bob often takes me to task for my level of effort on this podcast. There's and he's no right. effort at all. Yeah, so. I mean, he's really spot on with that. But when it comes to... Uh, the to throwback the podcast where, reviews. I do check it out occasionally. To the point where uh, I did I did check in on that other podcast of yours, as I'm wont to do. Mm-hmm. Like I've listened to probably every single episode. Um, you you had a guest on, can't remember who, and uh, the first five minutes of your podcast was talking about Weird Al, <laughs> and you yes. couldn't find a way to just like mention the throwback podcast. Uh, I guess, yeah, you know, and to your point, it never even once crossed my exactly. mind. Like, maybe even, this is you a did window. not remember that you had another podcast, but it's not like we did a Weird Al episode, did we? He he lost a poll once, he lost a Patreon poll, which he is got what his ass kicked. <laughs> Come on, in a poll, we only we talk about him all the time. You could have also mentioned that you saw him with Weezer, you forgot that fun fact about your life. And I was, I was actually taking a piss at that point, I missed him at, at the oh, forum. That's right, he did, that's he came right. out for like a surgeon or some horseshit. Anyway, people leave us um, iTunes reviews. So we're going to read a couple. I like Weird Al, by the way. I don't know why I'm being negative toward we're gonna, He's supposed to be like the best guy ever. I don't care about that. We're going to read a couple of iTunes reviews in the hopes that uh, this makes you want to leave one, right? Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, let's start with uh, this guy, Matt, with a lot of T's. Uh, gave us five stars. Wish I could rate 4.9 out of five as retribution for Dan's Billy Joel takes. Uh, but you can't, Matt. So fuck off. <laughs> Billy uh, Joel's bad. But you know what? I want to and go check it out. We did the Billy Joel test or what did we call it? Something like that. Uh, I did not kill Joel too much. Zumwalt destroyed Billy Joel. And he's felt really bad about it ever since. He he calls me every day. He's like, Bob, I'm really sorry. You were right. Billy Joel's great. <laughs> I don't think that's he, true. No, let's just say it is. All right. Let me read one here. Uh, ooh, I like this just because I like the, it makes us feel like we're the generational the answer to the dice man mm-hmm. five stars from Mill Manator count me in semicolon nice usage don't know if it's correct spread the gospel slammer five stars great stuff real and raunchy with the rock oh yes emoji rock yes rock em. rock on rock on yeah that's a good one are we the new dice clay Maybe. But like Without the 40% money. less homophobic. Yeah. Uh, another five-star review from no, 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 no. Listening to this podcast has made me feel like I lived through the 90s, even though I was born in 1998. Go fuck yourself for having your whole life in front of you. Um, <laughs> wish they'd put the music in the context of 9-11 more. It was a defining event. <laughs> That's good. You know what? You're right. We should do, uh, we should we should do that, that more. We haven't done it at all. Uh, who cares about good reviews? I like bad ones. Do these guys like any songs? <laughs> Two stars. Richard W. 13 writes, I like the concept of this podcast. He's right, by the way. This is a good concept. Poorly executed. But these guys <laughs> mainly talk about how lame all the music is that they are playing. I don't get it. What? When do we nah, ever do cool. that? He's right. When do we ever call things lame? Uh, I don't know. Uh, one star Joe Buck is bad at his job Dan love the pod but Dan has a really dumb opinion of Joe Buck see and that's your fucking other podcast bleeding over to hurt us why would this idiot Jay Hash one two three 
go into this podcast to leave that review about Joe. One comment I made about Joe Buck's the, the Fox announcer. Oh, wait, another one star review. By the way, by reading all these one star reviews, we're only encouraging one star reviews. That's, that's fine. Well, no, leave five stars and then kill us. That's Which is what, what we ask. our friend John Gabris does that. That's the way to do it. That's the right way to do it. Five stars, but really say something like this guy said per dumb 14. Uh, terrible. Just a terrible podcast. <laughs> I understand yes. it's just opinions from two guys, but Robbie Williams is huge worldwide. Sorry he's not cool or, or alternative enough for them. He's right. <laughs> hmm. No, he is right. All right, we should move on from this. We're going to do this all night. Uh, I want to find one more bad one. Okay. But it's hard because you guys are really nice and left a lot of good reviews. Can't uh, find any. But um, all right, let's let's uh, let's move on. But thank you. Continue to leave reviews and maybe we'll... Uh, well, look at this. This 399 ratings. I just rated our, us a five star. That feels so two years in. You finally got illegal. around to rating your own podcast. That says, you know what? You know what? Actually, I'm going to make a three. <laughs> it's OK, because that actually is accurate. It gives us room for improvement. I would say, Bob, uh, yes, I do um, host a globally popular football podcast, the Around the NFL podcast. Check it out three times a week. Stop plugging your other podcast on this one. That is a very good podcast. This podcast is fine. I would say the next time. Okay. The next time you guys talk about music on that podcast and you don't bring up the throwback pod, I am deleting the around the NFL subreddit (laughs) that I started. So I can just click delete. You have that power. Oh, I have that power. Hmm. It'll be gone. And everybody's going to be like, what happened to it? It's because I fucking deleted it because you crossed me. I no one, no one should cross Bob. That it's man true. holds a that grudge. That is true. All right. That is true. You got me, Bob. Dead to rights. So let's get to it. Uh, 2004. Yes. A dark year. Probably the darkest year of my life. You know, 9-11 <laughs> was tough. Uh, 9-11, you know, that, that, that was tough, yeah. you know. You're really helping that one listener who wants more 9-11. The, uh, when those towers came down, that was rough. But so 2001. But also that was a, a fun time in our lives. We were college seniors. Right. So it's like, you know. Yeah. Good year, bad year, you how, decide. How bad could it be? Yeah, how bad? Um, that actually, speaking of 9-11 and, and being a senior <laughs> in college, I don't know if it was like that at your school, but where I went to school at Northeastern, you'd be surprised how uh, easily a 21-year-old can separate things on a Friday and Saturday night in like October of 2001 or oh. even mid <laughs> to late yeah. September. Late, I would say mid to late September. I mean, what right. was going on on TV and uh, on your giant computer uh, in your dorm room uh, or off campus housing was pretty sobering. Mm-hmm. But I do remember going to like a pretty stellar Halloween party. <laughs> yeah. Like three weeks later. Yeah. No, there was a way to definitely compartmentalize everything around that time. I guess we were in kind of a bubble. Uh, anyway, 2004 was a fucking shitty year. Got buried by my first like serious girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that took some time to process. And I basically lost the entire year uh, to that. And also the Yankees blew a 3-0 lead in the ALCS against the fucking Red Sox. The worst. Uh, so that had that going on. Uh, so I don't have a lot of good feelings about the year 2004. But at the same time, there's some great music. <laughs> Uh, including Franz Ferdinand's debut album. Wow, I'm glad you... That was an amazing segue. That's why you're a pro with a globally popular podcast. Important podcast, I'd say. So, I don't know about important. Because we're, in a way, Bob, we're, in, we're ambassadors of the sport. Mm. Uh, and it, you know what? It's humbling, I have to say. Right, your boss doesn't know your name. Um, so there is a lot that we could unpack with 2004, clearly. 
You're probably right. From your point of view. But let's uh, let's get into the fact that Franz Ferdinand won a Patreon poll. Patreon.com slash throwbackpod. $6 a month. You could vote in a poll. And What uh, an honor. For $6, you get to vote in a poll. And Yikes. you're the reason we're doing Franz Ferdinand tonight and not Arcade Fire's funeral, Block Party's silent alarm, and Interpol's antics, all of which fell. So for like the fifth straight time, our Patronis blew it. That's what I'm getting out of this. Is that what you're getting? Because Cause I, I like say- friends and I like this album. I had it. I went to see him live. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, this I'm glad we're doing it, but I cannot believe we haven't done Arcade Fire. That was one of the best albums of the decade. How does that win the poll? How does Interpol, whose fans come at us the hardest on Twitter, never win a Patreon poll? Well, we learned a lot about Interpol's fans. Come on, guys. You got to step up. Spend that six Complete bucks. Jackals. Complete Jackals, friends Ferdinand kicked ass. Interpol fans are poor. Is that, that's what I think. <laughs> that's what we're that. getting out of yeah. this. <laughs> they are listening to the show for free. Yes. Beats. So friends Ferdinand won the poll. So let's go back to... Was it close? Not even close. Come on. Friends got 48% of the vote. Arcade Fire, Block Party, and Interpol split the other 52%. Hmm. We have actually a sizey overseas listenership on this podcast as well. And I, 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 I imagine that's what carried the day here because I feel like Rands was pretty big overseas. Right, but I think all where of are them they from? Were. Scotland. Right, right, right. Another right. Scottish band after wow. Travis. Look at us. How about that? We are so worldly. So you said 2004. Do you know when in 2004? When was the last time you were out of the country? Never. But when's the last time you oh. left, left North America? North America? Yeah. I don't leave North America. Have you ever? Oh, this is interesting. Have you ever been to Europe? Oh, no, no. I've never been to Europe. Have you ever been to... No, I've never been anywhere. You went to Cancun in 2001? To Cancun. Towers are still up. Went to Canada. Put it on the board. Went to Canada a couple times. Went to Canada. And you've never been anywhere been else? Been to like the Bahamas. You've been to Hawaii? Been to Hawaii. That's America, though. Yeah. <laughs> but you're big on like the contiguous continental United States. There's more of the U.S. I haven't seen. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. I still want to go do that. Hmm. All right, you heard that, Patreonis. Bob needs your help to see the world before Why? he dies. He's almost 40. It's, it's fine. The man's been it. to Toronto and Cancun, New York and Los Angeles. <laughs> I've been, That's I've it. Been, I've been to a lot of America. <laughs> and Baltimore. Bob I, has been to five places I in lived the entire in Baltimore. world. <laughs> Wait, no, I've been to more places in America. You didn't say New Jersey. You've been to Jersey. Connecticut. The tri-state area. This man's been to Belmar. <laughs> He's been to Point Pleasant. I was at the Four Corners. I was in four states at the same time once. So, you know, I'm good. I'm good. All right. You know what? You're right. I got it down. I take it back. You, you're, you've seen it all. Isn't this the bit about you on your other podcast where, like, you hate everywhere else? I, li- I like where I am. But I have been... <laughs> apparently, I'm more... I've, we've never talked about this before, but I've been... To England, I've been mm. to Ireland. Mm. Um, I've that's pretty much it. But I'm 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 two countries up on you overseas. You can keep those two countries up on me. <laughs> I have no desire. <laughs> Bob, we're trying to get more listeners. Oh no, I'm sure you're places. All right, well, we, we, we've fallen into a wormhole here. Let's go, Bob. I did almost move to Australia. No, you didn't. Like I was looking at, I was looking. You into talked a, about it. Yeah, I talked about it. I was looking to a visa, but you never seriously considered it. I was looking into housing. It was getting in, real. In college? No, like uh, two years ago. <laughs> when you had a wife and kids? Yeah, no, we were, we were going to do You're it. You were going to move to Australia? Yeah. We were thinking What happened? It. We moved with all the bears instead. 
Oh, that would have been amazing just to hear the announcement. <laughs> it would have made this podcast it's really like we fucking... can't find. We're looking for a place that we like in in West LA. We just can't find a place, so we're moving to Melbourne. Yeah, that that would have been it. Uh, it's Melbourne. <laughs> no, Melbourne. No, it's it's Melbourne. Let's talk about Franz Ferdinand, Dan. Disc man. Disc man. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. 2004, the worst year of your life. Do you want to venture a guess as to when Franz Ferdinand's self-titled album came out? The whole year, I basically blacked out. I blocked it out of my mind. So I'm just going to, I have a 1 in 12 chance. I'll say March. You were very close. It was five days before you were definitely crying by yourself alone in the room. February 9th, 2004. Mm. Oh, that was a tough Valentine's Day. (laughs) I I, uh, Yeah, that was a tough one. I bet it was. That was solo. Well, you could have been listening to France. It would have been a little bit better. Uh, we're not going to get into really what happened in the world because it was the same month that the college dropout by Kanye West came out. So big one. I'm sure I burned all Changed of my fun. The game. I'm sure I burned all of my fun facts back then. But um, did we do that album? Yeah, we did with Zumwalt. You have no memory. Uh, yes, with Jason Zumwalt. Uh, yeah, so it came out same month as the Super Bowl uh, wardrobe malfunction. Mm-hmm. Janet Facebook launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown was born. What more do you need? Stranger Things chick? Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. She was born in 2004? Yep. Okay, well, we're going to die soon. <laughs> uh, what about the number one song uh, at this at this point? Well, let's go to the UK and play the number... I thought you didn't want to go to the UK, Bob. I thought we were going to the UK. Call back. Oh, I got it, got gotcha. it. Gotcha. This is enough for me. You know why? This is why I don't want to go to the UK. This was the number one song on February 9th, 2004. I mean, come on. You want me to fucking go to the UK? when I'm already like in love with this. When this is happening? If I knew this song existed in 2004, I wouldn't have been in such a dark place. <laughs> Where's Michael Buffer? This is probably on like Jock Jams volume 43. Yeah. I assume a song starts with something. Why would you assume that? I don't know. You know, one dip, one very big difference between you and I, Bob, in terms of our... What happened? What? Houston song? Mm-hmm. I want to dance with somebody. Oh, no, what would I do? Yeah. This is awesome. One big difference between you and I, Bob, is I, I'm kind of into dance music. I know you are, yeah. Like, I enjoy it quite a bit, and I'm into this. I don't even know. I don't. I. I now, of course, they're using with or without you as a sample. That's helping. But I could listen to this by myself and be into it. I actually don't hate it as much as I can. I, so this is LMC and U2. Take me to the clouds above. I mean, how much royalties is LMC paying out here? <laughs> Whitney and the U2 estates? Anyway. So this is the number one song in the UK? Yeah. Interesting stuff going on over there, man. It's always been a little bit different. Um, 
a big development in our friendship this past week when I staked claim to the band Inhaler, fronted by Bono's son. So <laughs> I am the number one Inhaler fan in the garage because they're good. If you haven't heard them, go listen to Inhaler. Dan is the old man who still likes my favorite band's dad. So that's what's happening now. I mean, it's just more evidence that you have a very um, conflicted relationship with my favorite band, U2, that you like all the music that sounds like U2. Uh, you love LMC's big single from 2004. <laughs> you love Bono's son's music, which is obviously is derived from U2. At some point, maybe when I'm on my deathbed, you're just going to admit it. That all along that you really did love you too, but you were just too proud to ever admit it. I am, but I'm going to wait till after you're dead. I'm going to wait till after you're gone. I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to use two fingers to close your eyelids. <laughs> Shut me down. I'm going to say, I always liked you too. And then two fingers over your eyelashes and just... Oh, and just shut me down and turn off the life support machine. <laughs> I'm going to outlive you just for that. <laughs> Jacqueline was 17, mm. working on a desk when I For appeared above a spectacle Forgot that he had wrecked a girl Sometimes these eyes Forget the face they're peering from When the face they peer upon Well, you know that faces I do And how in the return of the gaze She can return you the face That you are staring from Beautiful start uh, to the debut album from Franz Ferdinand. Of course, this is Jacqueline. Jacqueline? Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Jacqueline was so uh, Great way to start the album. So good. You know how every episode you say during the last song how you like the low sort of low key, whatever? No, I don't. You say that every I don't episode? I remember saying um, Ever. I love albums that start like this where it's just like, just like, here we are. Here I am. Here's what we are. The way it just is his voice, it just sucks you in and then yeah. it hits you with this. I love that. I like, yeah, I like um, songs. Yeah, an album that starts kind of quiet and then opens up. The Here way we are. Jacqueline does. Jacqueline. So, yeah, this is a great way to start a great album. Yes. No, let's listen. Let's, I want to hear the song itself because it's so good. Great song. Fuck, I love them so much. Um, this album won the 2004 Mercury Music Prize, Bob. Yeah. Do you know what that is? I think it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Isn't that the like 
it's, it's British, I want to say. It is an annual music prize awarded for the best album released in the UK by a British or Irish mm. act. Uh, so they they won that prize. Uh, album sold over three and a half million copies worldwide, which is a pretty big deal because now we're into the Napster slash oh, yeah. uh, file sharing era. So that's a lot of units, including over a million in the United Kingdom kingdom and at least one million in the u.s i'm actually a little surprised that it went platinum in the u.s look at us well it's because of that single that we're gonna get to (laughs) nice tease bob how about that but it's not uh it's not the next song the next song is tell her tonight let's listen to it ah yes 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 i feel like i'm gonna do that a lot during this i have not heard this album in many years i have to say Let's listen. Yes. This was, I know you were miserable in 2004. I was, I think, relatively happy in part because of this album. This was my favorite album of the year. I was pounding the table hard for Franz Ferdinand Mm. in 2004. I think this is an incredible album. It's one of my favorite albums of the decade. Dare I say, one of my favorite albums of the millennium. Whoa, big words. I would say that... uh... When I think of 2004, I think of it as the year of the killers. And that would probably be my favorite. Hot Fuss came out that year, which we've hit on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would probably be, like, to me, and also Arcade Fire, I believe, came out in 2004, that album. I believe so. Maybe. I that, that feels to me like something that came out a little later. Maybe it was later in the year, but... Um, well, this was, you know... February. But but to that point, this right. this album was, it was just a great time for music. At the time. Franz Ferdinand staked their claim as like the sort of the uh, leaders of this next wave of this rock movement that had happened, where it was like the Strokes and obviously Interpol and everybody that started. Then this next wave of the sort of the dancier stuff came. Franz was first. Killers came and usurped them. Like, really just knock them like off. Like Coldplay usurping uh, Travis. Travis. Exactly. Talked about. But for a few months, Franz were the ones that were sort of holding the torch for, like, that next era. Yes. And I was all in on Franz. And obviously, I'm a fan of The Killers, and I loved Hot Fuss. But I was way more of a Franz fan than a Killers fan. Uh, and for the record, Funeral by Arcade Fire came out in September of 04. So it really was a great year uh, of music. And it was, yeah, moving away from like the the bands of the early aughts. We had some really stuff rolling straight through the middle of the decade, too. It's kind of great decade for music. Uh, maybe things petered out a little bit in the back end mm-hmm. of the aughts. I would say so. But I believe the aughts kind of whipped up on uh, this current decade, whatever this is. Is this the 10s? We're also old, so we're kind of Yes, we are, but I feel like we're not so old where we wouldn't have a good handle on good 
alternative rock albums that have come out. I know there's stuff that we're not getting at this point. I mean, there's Inhaler. Obviously, there's Inhaler. There's so we're okay. my boy Sam Fender. Fender, Inhaler. Fender. There's good stuff happening. As long as we got those two things. Yeah. Uh, but yes, as you said before, um, there is one song that will always, at least in our country, will be the Fran song. And I'm going to play it right now. What's it going to be? I love songs that are so good that there's different great songs tucked into the song, but it still feels of you know what part of a whole. That's what to me take me out. The way it starts with that great vocal right out of the box, and then it goes into this very like tight uh, guitar section with the drums. Great song, great single, one of the best singles. Last week on the, we did the Purple uh, podcast, SDP. And I said Interstate Love Song to me was like a definitive song of that decade. Mm-hmm. Take Me Out. Oh, absolutely. For the aughts is right up there for me. It's two amazing songs in one. Like that open and this are both incredible songs. And I don't know how you do that. Like how do you write a song and say this is how to do it? Like this is like a lesser artist would be like, let's just take that first part and turn that into three minutes. I kind of remember when it ha- when it came out, it actually annoyed me a little bit. Really? Because I loved the beginning of the song so much, and I liked it actually more than this part. But over time and just repetition of listening to the song, I grew to appreciate the fact that it, it felt like two different things, ideas put together, and it worked really well. But I didn't always feel that way. Oh, I see. I loved it. It's perfect. It's you were, a great you were going, song. You were going through a lot of shit, though. So I was. Okay. I was dealing with some fucking hardcore personal shit in my life. I wasn't mature enough to handle it at the time. So I was curious um, while the song started. Because what we had was really good, but it's just like everything, Bob, is about timing. Bob. No, it is. You're right. You know, that's, yeah. that's life. Um, I was curious to see, you know, of course, in the early 2000s, when this album came out, actually, I had a very popular weblog. Wow. You, that's the way you're circling back. To get another My Blog is Poop reference onto our show? We don't do it very often, but I was curious to see if I ever wrote about Franz Ferdinand because this this was like in the zeitgeist and this was like my favorite thing at the right. time. So I just Googled My Blog is Poop Franz Ferdinand and I found a little thing I wrote. Is on, it still being hosted, that blog? At this I got to take this thing down. There's probably so many problematic <laughs> things in this. But on uh, May 28th, 2004... I said, uh, oh, this is embarrassing, actually. Um, <laughs> Read it, Bob. 
I'm going to pull it up if you don't. It's called Pop Quiz Q. What has two thumbs and got Franz Ferdinand to take me out into the best week ever open this week? Answer, this guy. <laughs> so I did the this guy thing, which is a little embarrassing. Oh, that's awesome. I had very limited. That's awesome. I had and very, the humble brag of like, and I'm working on a TV I had show. Very, well, no, that's my, all my blog was. I had very limited power at Best Week Ever, but I was able to suggest songs to the editors to put in the open. So the fact that I got Take Me Out to open this VH1 oh, yeah. show oh, yeah. was like the greatest accomplishment I had in, in uh, probably all of 2004. And then I had to go right to my blog. Two thumbs. Do you think it, how quickly after you got it cleared with your boss did you like race to your desktop to oh, so fire quickly. off that blog? So that quickly. That weblog. <laughs> I bet if we found out what day of the week it was, I mean, I would. It was so quick that I was like, I have to let the world know. This I can't me. even. I mean, it's very difficult. Um, for me personally to go back and read things that I wrote when I was it's in my bad. 20s. It's always bad. And I would say, Bob, without, and it was, it was you did a great job with that blog in the moment <laughs> and uh, it did have a following and you should be proud of it, but I would strike all traces of it. We got to get rid of it. At this yeah, point. It's bad. It's a bad idea to have it up. Um, there you go. Take me out. You want to put it in perspective how big, big this song was, Bob. Um, it was on Guitar Hero. That's that's all you need to know. That's big. No, but uh, it reached number three in the UK singles chart. In the US, it reached number three on the Modern Rock chart and number 66 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it is on the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest Songs of All Time, ranked 327, uh, used in almost to, to a negative effect, mm -hmm. I would say, in a ton of commercials and movies and TV shows and all that, video games. Uh, but I get it. I mean, you're especially uh, at this was the point, you mentioned college dropout, but like hip hop had long since for years taken over the pop culture, you know, spectrum in terms of the dominant form of music. So if you had, a, if you were a little rock band from Scotland trying to break in the US, mm -hmm. you're gonna do whatever the fuck you could. Well, it was weird because they were, as part of that like dancey movement that was about to happen, they were able to infiltrate those clubs that were only playing hip hop. Like you would hear Take Me Out when you were going out to these different clubs that were playing 99% hip hop, Take Me Out would come on and people would dance to it. It was cool. Did you go to clubs? I was dragged to clubs. I've been to more really? clubs than I have European countries. <laughs> I don't I mean we went to some like dance clubs in college but were you going you hitting club scenes in Manhattan in the mid aughts every so often okay it would happen I'm not I'm not you know challenging you, you on this I'm just a little surprised from work that would be like let's go to Marquee or something and then you'd have to go here we go Dark of the Matinee what did you wear when you went to the club I was wildly underdressed I looked like shit. Uh, this is a great. Uh, this is one of my course. favorites. Here yeah. Great little one-two punch there. So Take Me Out goes straight into the dark of the matinee, and that's also how they rolled out the singles. Take Me Out was the second single, and then they rolled out uh, Dark of the Matinee as the third of five singles. 
Not a, like an easy single to get into, but a great song. Yeah, I don't imagine it did very well. Right. But I, I do. I, I like this. Is but I one of my favorite this. songs. In yeah. The I love this part. Accidentally, charm you and tell you of the boys I hate, all the girls I hate, all the words I hate, all the clothes I hate. Oh, I'll never be. a great um like we said great era of music this is the year that i moved to hoboken with uh three of our mutual friends and uh this was one of the albums played on a loop and i'm just seeing now on the single for this album or for this uh song track two was called better in hoboken wow you recall that song I don't know. It, it. actually rings a bell. It rings bell a bell, but I For the obvious remember. reason that right. I was living there at the time, and I think we kind of got on our radar, but it probably would have been hard to track down on Kazaa. Right. You know? We saw them We saw them together, right? Yes. In Brooklyn, I believe. Uh, was it Brooklyn? I'm not sure where it was, but I do have the set list somewhere in this garage, You actually. got the set list. You're good at that kind of stuff. I, w- I went through a phase where I was really big on tracking out set lists and in that era because when we went to that um rolling stone party where the strokes were there and i tried to strike up conversation not try i struck up a conversation with drew no you had to write the first time you had to write um i also got the the playlist uh or the set list from that concert but yeah i i think it was either brooklyn or it's like terminal five or something no webster hall webster hall might have been I don't, I don't, I don't remember, but uh, it was. I remember it being. It was a great show. They were great live, very tight. I remember it being. Yes, tight. very tight. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a three and a half. It wasn't like a Springsteen concert. It was just no. like, hey, we don't have a ton of songs. Yeah, we, have we one play album. them well. You'll like them. Yeah. Uh, all right, but anyway, that this album better in Hoboken's a song, but uh, that's great. And the old disc changer, you could put. Arcade yeah, this Fire, is one you could put in there. Killers, Franz Ferdinand. I mean, that, of course, uh, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb by U2 came out. You get, you know, get vertigo ripping. Was oh, that Inhaler's <laughs> Dad? I don't, even, I don't even know the kid's name. <laughs> Inhaler's Dad. Uh, all right. Nice job. They're doing well here. This is a good album. It's an incredible album. Revisiting it. I've completely kind of uh, moved on from it as a person, but no, it was never due to any malice. It just happened. And I'm enjoying revisiting it so far, Bob. Just yeah, you were, you, were, you were like a big dick leading up to this episode, how you were like, oh, Franz Ferdinand. But no, you like that. I kept reminding you, you like this album. I did. I, yes. I do like it. I just, I wish, I, we should do Arcade Fire soon. That's I it. agree with that. All right. Oh, yes. Bob is just straight up coming. I am. Oh, my God. When each song starts. So, There's ejaculate ever, everywhere. His man gash is just spilling out of his shorts. One of my favorite bands from the 90s is Pulp. Right. From a country I've never been to. But um, <laughs> they, there was something about Franz Ferdinand that reminded me of Pulp. The way they were able to, the way uh, Alex 
Capoparlanos. No, you got it. That's yep. right. Uh, the way he was able to sort of paint a picture in very sort of relatable terms and do it to like a dancey kind of beat that Jarvis Cocker did so well, it was nice to hear another version of that coming from Franz Ferdinand. And this song, I think, is a very pulp kind of song mm. that you could have heard them do around the uh, different class era. So, fucking love the song. Love Franz Ferdinand. Come everywhere. You see her, you can't touch her. You hear her, you can't hold her. Now you're fanboying out to this album, Bob. I am. What I'm gonna ask more than you, I though, thought I would. More than I thought I would. What I'm gonna ask you though is to name this song. Off Osh. I don't know. A U F. Yeah. Space A C H S E. Off Ashe. Yeah. What language is that? Is that German? It's totally German. Totally German. Totally German. He says, "I'm gonna Google right now." It's totally German. Off Ashe. Meaning. It means the Holocaust is good. It is a law, a a logistics-themed board game designed by Wolfgang Kramer. Oh, thank God. And published in 1987 by F.X. Schmidt. Oh, that could have been so much worse. The game won the Spiel des Jahres Award in 1992. A junior (laughs) edition was released. And in 1994, a rummy-like card game spinoff was released. How could anybody give us a one-star review? We know what we're talking about. Fucking plugged in. I miss shit. It's good. It's a good song. Like it, Bob. Next track, Cheating on You. Do I think my ex-girlfriend was cheating on me? Let's get um, into that. Do you think it ever happened? I don't believe so, but I, I think uh, I think she moved on pretty quickly, which uh, that was a shot to the nuts, as I recall. Have you ever been cheated on that you know of? Aside from currently. Right. Of course. My wife, she just runs around. <laughs> My wife's like, uh, remember Boogie Nights, the guy that, had, what's his name? Nina Hartley and Nina. William H. Macy. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly the scenario. Every time you come out. over for a party at your house, she's getting <laughs> fucked in the back. Like on the driveway. <laughs> uh, not that I know of. I didn't have like a ton of girlfriends before I met Emily, so uh, so I don't know. Uh, it certainly could have happened, but not that I know. How about you? Never confirmed, but there's one that I assume. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, you were, wait, was it you? Yes. Oh, wow. That Let's been, put it out on the table, Bob. That happened very quickly. Who was it? Which one? The Canadian. Oh, she's fucking in <laughs> Are you kidding me? I assume, even though when things got really bad, she could have thrown it at me to really hurt me. Oh, she was throwing I, herself at things. But she never did. So it was like, that would have been a good time to use that if it had happened. So I never got confirmation, but I think that would have been I it. think she was having sex with a young Drake. 
he was on that show. Wow, like yeah. Wheelchair Jimmy oh, at the of time. Toronto, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, she was getting that Drake pipe at the time. It's the reason I stopped leaving the country. That Drake man gash was uh, oh, all over. Man gash everywhere. <laughs> uh, cheating on you, it's fine. It's kind of like a stock Franz Ferdinand song. I know you, you take offense to that, Bob, because to you, this is the greatest rock album ever released. This is like Blood on the Tracks no, plus that was Born like to Run. A different, it is. That was like, it's not like a stock song. That doesn't sound like there are other songs. That's kind of like a... I mean, to a non-super nothing, fan, that nothing, to me is a bit of a forgettable song. I would say, you'd say forgettable, but I would say a stock song of theirs would be something that's like dancier and forgettable. That's like, almost like a punk song. Yeah. So I what mean, the fuck are you talking you, about? I know. It's just, it's incredible how much you love this album. I do. It's actually starting to annoy me. I know. Like to the point where I might turn on the album at any any moment. <laughs> it won't happen here though, because this is probably my favorite non-take-me-out song on this album. This could be a stroke song. Mm-hmm. about this song was how great it was live yes I was thinking the same thing they might have even closed with it or it just, wherever it was played it was kind of in a perfect spot and uh, they do the build up late in the song to the chorus the last time and I remember it kind of the place going off this would be a great song to burn down your garage maybe this is it maybe a little on the nose but I like it I was thinking, yeah, because I was going to go with, um, I was never going to go with We Didn't Start the Fire. Fuck that bullshit, Bob. Because you did start the fire. Yeah. Right. So it also wouldn't be accurate. But Burning Down the House by Talking Heads, I've thought about. Right. Uh, I'm on Fire by Bruce, I thought about. But mm. maybe this one has that kind of jangly intensity that I'm really looking yeah. for. I could see like an evil look in your eyes. You mm-hmm. think about your ex-girlfriend and you just like light the match. Mm-hmm. I would like to say I, I have moved on at this point in my life, but now that I'm listening to this album, it's putting me in a bad mood and maybe this is the night this fucker burns. <laughs> are you uh, are you still Facebook friends with the ex? Well, we're yes, we're connected on Facebook, but I we have not had any contact in years at this point. Okay. Been probably about ten years. When so. was the but when was the last time you looked at her profile? I, I check in probably every you know forty eight hours, <laughs> seventy two hours, <laughs> just to see if there's updates. So you're getting better. It's, yeah, you're making it two days now. That's yeah. good. That's uh, good. No, I I would say I don't check in, but every once in a while, maybe something will pop up in the feed. But I also don't really go to Facebook anymore. I know, me neither. So it's kind of it's a little bit played out. 
But there, there was a time, I'm sure, with anyone that's been in relationships where Facebook was like a good way to just check in without yeah. being creepy. It's just what's like, what's on? happening here? Right. It, and the time to check out, I find, it's when the kids start popping up. You don't want to see that. It's just at this point, it's like, what are we doing? Right. Why are we looking yeah. at this? Yeah. What about you? Your ex-girlfriend? 48 hours. <laughs> no, but you. So we talked about this recently. Yeah, There's no, I'm not really you, friends with anybody. Um, but you've also, many of your relationships ended very poorly. Only one ended poorly. The Canadian that probably cheated on me. Definitely cheated that was on the you. Only with one. a young Drake. <laughs> he wasn't even famous, really. It was like before he got that show. Yeah, but he was still hot. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Uh, All right. Next track, Darts of Pleasure. I believe this is actually the first single that was released from the album. Twas. And I would check Wikipedia, but at this point, I'm just No, that's right. That is correct. I think we talked about this on the Killers episode like two fucking years ago. It's been a long time. <laughs> it has been a while now. Um, but my friend, so I was working at MTV and my friend Mark it was, got me this for like Christmas. He got me the EP, I guess a couple months before the album came out. And he was like, oh, these guys are great. They're going to be big. It was that kind of move from a dude who was like, coolest dude I knew at the time. Wasn't there like a regrettable name of the CD, as I recall? I think, no, it's just like a Darts of Pleasure EP. Oh, oh no, he also made me a CD. What was it called? It was funny. What I declare because I was there. It's one of my favorite yeah. mixes I've ever gotten. I declare because I was there because he was going to the shows? Yeah, because it was just like, we're in New York. It was we. We're in New York. Oh, boy. It was awesome. Yeah. So he gave me this EP, and from first listen, I was like, who the fuck are these guys? So I was in, into France Ferdinand thanks to this song, and I still love this song. At the ground floor. Yeah, I, I definitely got into them off Take Me Out, like right. a good old basic, basic bitch. Uh, but that's good, Bob. You were there because you declared. I, I declare because I was there. I declare because I was there. I want to do an episode off of that because I still have it. It's an amazing mix. That will be the episode that caused me to move on with Stephen Thomas Airline of all music. <laughs> go. When go your to boyfriend him. made you a mix CD that you do. I wish he was my boyfriend. <laughs> Wait a second. Where are we going? <laughs> all right, here we go. This is Michael. I recall this one yes. as well. Let's listen. Speaking of. Yes. Oh, speaking of me being gay. Yes. This is a gay song. Oh, it's about. Yeah. That's good. It is Pride Month, Bob. There it is. I just say that every time just something assume. gay comes up, and yeah. it's one out of 12 months, I nail it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you love this song, I remember. Great song. Like, I would, like, walk into your apartment, and you'd just be sitting in a dark room listening to this. With a guy named Michael. <laughs> so close now, so close now. 
Good gay stuff. You know what? It was an interesting time to uh, not be gay. An interesting time to not be gay. Yes, because I remember reading about like the strokes making out with each other. Like there was a big, I think David Wilde. That was actually your fan fiction. You were writing. Nope. David Wildworth is big. That's also true. (laughs) David Wilde wrote this big uh, Rolling Stone article. Talks about the strokes, how they would make out with each other to like make people uncomfortable. Then Franz Ferdinand, a couple years later, comes out with this song, which is about a dude. Six Feet Under was the biggest show that we were all into. The very prominent gay couple in that. I think that this era. Oh yeah, the cop. Yeah, I think this. He was hot. Keith, thank you. I think this era of like the sort of this was like the beginning of gay culture being a part of Michael couldn't commit to Keith. Why? He always seemed to think of reasons why yeah. they shouldn't be together when the whole it was staring in his face the whole time. Keith was perfect. Like, why would you fucking fuck around on Keith? And I do love the last episode when they do the flash forward to how everyone dies. Mm-hmm. Keith didn't have to get got. That was a, a little on the nose. Stand up uh, in a bank robbery. Didn't like that. That was the armored one. Mi- I, thought, I thought that was the one miss. Ice and Keith in a Don't fucking ice armored like truck. That. No, that doesn't make sense. Robbery. Come on. Gone sideways. <laughs> Anyway, back to your gay stuff. That's good, Bob. Actually, I'm with you on this. Yeah. I think, uh, so you're saying in the way that it, it's still 2004 and we've kind of come a long way as a society it was in the kind last of the 15 be- years. It was kind of the beginning of that. Now it's totally normal. You don't think twice about right. it. Right. Whereas it was 10 of, years before this, right. uh, it would have been Ellen. Seen. Ellen came out on TV and got her show canceled. Like we came a long right. way in those 10 years. We've come even further in 15. Uh, by the way, that song contains a secret message from 135 to 139 saying, she's worried about you. Call your mother if played backwards. That's so weird. I would do it if I knew how to play it backwards. I would, I would play it right now, but I don't. So I won't. Let's now move into the back. Um, the back end of the album, the penultimate track, Come On Home. say by the way that uh this is one of the best band names yeah it's pretty great it's like initially jarring and then you love it uh it's about the who was it the archduke Archduke. it started world war one yes the assassination of franz ferdinand it's just it's like just stupid enough to be brilliant (laughs) as a band name they nailed it um yeah, it's I only like it's only slightly dif- difficult to Google. Like you can fix it pretty easily. Right. I mean, it's not as bad as live. It's not like live, and then yeah. you do live band, and it doesn't help at all. Friends, Ferdinand band solves all the problems. 
That's very it's, true. It's interesting that so this song I think sounds like every song on every Franz Ferdinand album after this. Yeah, I don't think I ever listened to another album. And I don't know like how they did overseas after this album, but this was it for them here. Like they had a couple of Do You Want To, like they had like a couple of blips here and there, but we we moved on pretty quickly. Yeah, I wonder why. Well, they kind of it's tough think, to be a you know, a band right. from Glasgow and have staying power. But in I think maybe the it's the killers were able to do it. Maybe it's the sameness of the sound like this is a great sound but doing it over and over and over again there wasn't enough to kind of make it interesting to us i don't know but the killers also they they reinvented to their yeah to their credit they came out with this great dance pop music but then they yeah i would i guess reinvented but they very consciously like kings of leon did the same thing right started to look for radio uh and create songs for better or worse that would get played on radio Whereas uh, this band, uh, I, I like I'm saying, I don't really know their later work, but this seems like a band that would stay more true to themselves. They have one of those catalogs where you'll hear a song from the next album or the album after that, and it's really good, and it sounds like it belongs on this album, but it's not different in any way, where I guess if you're somebody who's a casual fan, you're not going to like continue to care because they're kind of all the same. Right. Here's 40 Feet or 40 Foot, the last song on the album. I'm trying to think, what was the lead single on the follow-up album? I think it was Do You Want To. Ah, yes. I do remember that one. That was all right. It was good. It was a great song. Was it used in a commercial? Yes. Yeah. Which, again, I don't hate on bands for doing that, but you got to do what you got to do. Really they sell, sell them like Volkswagens or something. I think they sold everything with that. Yeah. It's a great song. Through the molten veins, cooling all the blood to slush, congeals around again. Great album, beginning to end. Yep, that's a great album. I'm curious because I haven't heard it in a long time. I want to hear that first single. Yeah, let's do that thing where we pick a song from other albums. Oh, when I woke up tonight, I said, I gotta make somebody love me. I'm gonna make somebody This album actually had a few good Walk Away was another great song off this album Yeah, that song Know You Girls off the next album that sold Volkswagens They've been doing it. 
you want to pick one more song? I want to pick Eleanor, Put Your Boots Back On. Or also Eleanor, Put Your on Boots this on. album, You Could Have It. So much better. This song is so good. I love this song. Back on, kick the heels into the Brooklyn dirt. I know it isn't dignified to run, but if you run, you can run to the Coney Island roller coaster, ride to the highest point and leap across the filthy water, leap until the Gulf Stream's brought you down. I could be there when you laugh. I could be there when you laugh. It's got a great voice. Yes. I like this song a lot. I've never heard it before. There you go, Bob. God, am I, the, am I the world's biggest Franz Ferdinand I fan? I think you are. I didn't think it I actually was. actually took me by surprise. No, me too. Um, I don't remember us ever doing an album where you were this over the moon. Well, because there's not a bad song on the album. I it is a very consistent, it's strong. It's not an album I go back to often, but I think it's fuck, time for you to go back and I think just I do. play it on repeat until yep. you die, Bob. Whoa. And be fulfilled as a man. Then you close my eyelids. <laughs> close your eyelids. And be like, I always like them. Um, all right. There you go. Time to pick the song for our throwback podcast playlist. I mean, there's no wrong answer. I can't pick because there's no wrong answer. There is a wrong answer. Well, take me out to the wrong answer. Take Me Out is, yeah, a little on the nose. So I agree with that. There's also that one pile of pig slop song. Uh, that uh, The one that was a little bit too Franz. Oh, you didn't like Cheating on You? Cheating on You is a little. Uh, uh, you, you'd pick this one, Bob. And I, I, I share my thoughts on this fire, but um, I, I think you citing your passion that you've had on display for the past hour should be the man who decides what will be added to our playlist. I think I want Darts of Pleasure on there. I just feel like it fits. I feel like it's the right song. Good choice. Darts of Pleasure is the latest addition to the Throwback Pod playlist, which you can find on Apple Music or Spotify. Uh, You can find us on... Spotify or Apple Music. Well, that's one way to put it. The wrong way. Um, Find us on Twitter at ThrowbackPod. Find us on Instagram at ThrowbackPod. Uh, Find us on patreon.com slash throwback pod. Thank you to all of our Patreonies for keeping this thing afloat. Absolutely. You don't have to give a lot. Even a little helps. Uh, as little as $2 a month to help out our show and, and different uh, unlocking different tiers of glory. Yes. And of course, the, the top, more that you get our top tier with Bruno, the sponsor and Courtney and Wyatt. Courtney, the number one wife getting Wyatt this sponsorship. As a present. That's a I wonder one. if that relationship is still. I hope so. Okay. I mean, after she found, after Wyatt found out that he she's spending his money on this, right. things might be problematic. But they have twins on the way, so let's hope for uh, the best. You know, the old double band aid. <laughs> hope for good. the best. Uh, hit us up on Gmail if you want to really interface with Bob about a dark childhood tragedy at the throwbackpod at gmail.com. That's it. Um, Don't do that. We'll be off for a week. Yeah, so yeah. Well, no, we're going to come back next week with another one. We are? Then we're going to go away on the 4th of July. 
We're going to go three in a row. We're going to be away on the 4th of July. We're going to be away the week after. Three in a row feels excessive. You know what? I think they can handle it. I think they're finally ready for three in a row. I think they're finally ready for it. Good. Great. And then uh, we'll be gone yeah, for the holiday week after that. And then and we then roll back. through the summer. Yes. We keep going, Bob. Two years and the machine keeps humming. Fans demand it. All right. Till next week. <laughs>